Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well, staying safe wherever you are in the world. So we're just going to jump right into it. Andy is here with me now very quickly, though. Have to thank our newest patron over at Patreon, Douglas Jamborese, who you can find on Twitter at 5th Ave Snoozer. So that's at the number 5, T-H-A-V-E-S-N-O-O-Z-E-R. Douglas, thank you so, so much for your support. Again, patrons, thank you so, so much for allowing us to do what we do here with the website, with the podcast. It, it means so, so much. So thank you for your support. If you would like to join our patrons and get early access to the podcast, extra episodes of the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. Okay, Andy, let's just jump right into it. So we will go over the Benevento match that is upcoming. We will go over the updates on the sporting director search, and we will also discuss right now this news that has emerged from both La Gazzetta dello Sport and Corriere dello Sport, both of whom have reported that Dan Friedkin will be bringing back the old ASR crest. Now, before we start this discussion, I understand that this is a very divisive issue. It's a very hot-button issue for many. So, Andy, I know this is something for you and I personally because we've talked about it before. This is something that we don't necessarily have much of a strong opinion about one way or the other, correct? Are, are you still in that camp? Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, I laugh at the, the, the thought of having to discuss this because it's, uh, as you just said, you know, it's, it's one of those things that um, there are two factions of people and um, there are those that, we don't care that much about it. And then there are those that probably would be, they would, yeah, they would probably be willing to sell a, a member of the family in order to get back the old crest. And, um, and I think as someone rightly pointed out, if this is official, if this is made official, if this really happens next year with what I understand is supposed to be the second shirt. So the yes. away shirt, um, then it's a brilliant PR move on the part of the ownership. Yes. It is. You because outright you basically send a message, okay, we get it. We know what you want. We know what you need. We know that there is a part of you that misses, you know, the the old crest and whatever it stands for that the current crest I guess doesn't stand for. And um and so here we go. You know, be happy uh don't don't be problematic don't you know don't hold it against us um because we are satisfying whatever your needs are uh, whatever your weird kinks are this is it here be happy i mean it's it's a really and it's a 
it's a how there is a, a there's Brad Pitt uh, character in a movie called Killing Them Softly, and he always says that he likes to kill people at a distance because he doesn't like touchy feely situations, and it's the same here. It's a touchy feely situation because uh, this fan base is so weird emotionally. Um, that you never know who you're dealing with, and by by allowing this, you make everybody happy. You know, you're 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 giving back the old crest to those that want it. Those that are indifferent are like, okay, finally, we we don't have to deal, you know, with the with the with the posters, with the you know, with the writings on the walls uh, all around Rome uh, about the old crest. You know, um, I believe a few weeks ago, the the Roma group even put. Put a writing saying, uh, you know, Friedkin, if you want to, if you want to win, if you want to be beloved, uh, give us our old crest back. Like that, that was the key to the success. So, again, we go from one extreme to the other. There is no balance here whatsoever. I know people have had some trepidations about Friedkin. They don't talk a lot. What's been going on? The financial situation, but mm-hmm. they, it, it does show at least that they are willing to listen. Right. And and it's and it's one of those moves, John, that I think um Palota w- wouldn't have made. And that was and the the crest, you know, as as pathetic as it may sound, was one of the re- one of the main reasons and it's probably one of the first episodes of the huge disconnect that took place uh between Roma supporters and the ownership of of Palotta because that was it that was that that was so uh monumental in the fact that okay we are basically changing the whole uh front page of Roma we are taking away what you were used to and we're changing into something new something more recognizable something different and um you know uh, people all old habits die hard uh, p- people love that stuff. People care about that stuff, and if you can, if you can make it important for those people, if you, I just just said this is not going to be. If it if it happens, it's not going to be on the main shirt. It's going to be on the away shirt, and it's brilliant because it's like we acknowledge your needs. We're moving our own way, but we hear you. We hear you, and I think for a lot of people, since uh, that Palotta ownership. Just being heard is is pretty important. I completely agree. So I think we've seen pretty early on here, at least to a certain degree, the way in which freaking operates, right? We're not getting anything out of them. They're not going to talk a lot like Palata, a guy who, if anything, even mildly controversial would come up. He would talk to anybody, essentially. All you had to do was either call or message him, and he'll give you some sort of response. It's the exact opposite with Friedkin. They won't say a word. Now, there are still, you know, Fienga at times will still leak stuff, but whatever, that is what it is. But the way they operate, I think, is so much, it's so categorically the opposite of Palata that I think people are at least starting to appreciate them a bit more. Now, again, you can have worries or concerns about the financial situation. I don't even want to get into that, but that that is what it is. And no, Friedkin, of course, they understood what the financial situation was because during the, we didn't discuss this on the last episode, but there were reports uh, 
Roma and Friedkin, they weren't expecting this level of losses. Of course, this all happens during the international break when it's quiet and everybody's searching for news. It's ridiculous. Of course, Friedkin understood what the losses financially were going to look like for Roma this past year. So just, just stop with that. But I do think, again, that we are seeing a much different mode of operation versus what we are used to with Palata. So I know it's very early on. It's only a few months, less than a few months, two months. Are you happy with with Friedkin? Do you have any concerns? Uh, is there something that you've seen so far that you wish they would have done differently? Just, again, a very early judgment, and I wouldn't even necessarily call it a judgment, just an early observation as to what you've seen from them during these first couple of months. Are, are you pleased with them so far? Listen, it's um, I find it very difficult to sort of find both the positives and the negatives. Um, I think we can account as a positive this this crest thing um, when it's made official. Uh, I you know I, I definitely um, see their presence uh, at the games uh, at Trigoria as as many of the players have pointed yes. out as as a positive. Um, I guess the negative. If there is, if if it can really be called a negative, considering the whole situation, um, is is really not uh, you know cleaning the house like mm. completely, and you know I I mean we don't really know what's going on behind you know behind closed doors, um, but it would have been nice had we heard of more depar- departures or. Um, definitely, I think this this sporting director thing needs to needs to speed up a little. Yes. You know, we're yes. we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, we're gonna talk about the options available. But that is an area of focus that I would expect a more clarity around that by the end of this month. I mean, to me, um, if if that if this to in order for this to be the first negative. If I have to point one out, is if we don't really know who the sporting director is by the end of this month. That that that's all I have. That's fair. So I touched upon it briefly in the last episode, but uh, Friedkin, one of their uh, a legal source that I have with them, he has been adamant that they want to have a sporting director in October. He has not wavered on that. Now we've heard. Others say that, okay, they may look to wait another month or two. Me personally, I haven't heard that, but I do think that would be a huge mistake because we brought it up on the last episode, Andy. I mean, the winter market, it's not like you begin negotiations for that, right? When the when the window actually opens, okay? You're doing negotiations. You're in talks weeks before the window officially opens, okay? So the longer they wait on a name, obviously, the more difficult it becomes, to find somebody for that winter market and, and hold negotiations that do go smoothly. I think you and I both thought had they had a sporting director in that very in this very chaotic transfer window in the summer, maybe things could have gone sl- not necessarily better in terms of names, but just a little less chaotic. Differently. Yes, yes. Differently. Yes, not as much craziness. Uh, you know, we're not waiting until the last moment. We're not waiting on Lega to tell us if all of the documents for... Chris Smalling's transfer came through, okay? Part of me thinks that if you had a sporting director, perhaps you have more organization and perhaps things go through a bit more smoothly. Now, with that being said, 
I do think within the next two weeks here, I do think in October we will either have the name or we will have a very clear favorite as to who the name is. Now, at this very moment, and full credit to uh, Filippo Bianfora, Alessandro Austini, we said in the last episode we both thought it was going to be a very small name. This is something that, again, I had heard directly from somebody at Friedkin. And they were the ones who found it. And it is Hamburg's, or at least in this moment it looks like, the favorite is Hamburg's Jonas Bolt. So, Andy, in terms of small names, uh, this is, or I shouldn't say small, okay. Surprising names, under the radar names, I guess is probably a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. I would say this is probably tier or top 1% of a name that I would have suspected. I, I, I never would have thought that this was a guy that, you know, the second tier of, of German football. I, I, I think if we were all looking for hints, it was in other directions. I don't think anybody was exactly uh, getting good sources from the second tier of the Bundesliga. Now, they are going to, as 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 Austini and, and Filippo have already reported, they are going to, or they have already met with him almost two weeks ago. Now, you can find the full report on the website. Again, spoke with someone close to Friedkin. They are going to meet him next week. So within the next five to seven days, you will have Dan Friedkin, you will have Ryan Friedkin, and you will have Mark Watts flying to Germany to meet with Bolt. And they will also be accompanied via Zoom by some of Friedkin's lawyers who are in America. Now, I'm still trying to figure out this whole... It's a very boring topic to discuss, but usually everybody knows the the law from that Roma used previously, Studio Tunucci. Uh, now Friedkin's lawyers are getting into the mix. I know they were involved with some of the contractual stuff with the summer transfer market. I'm still trying to figure that dynamic out. However, I know that some of Friedkin's men in Houston will be joining the meeting via video conference. So, Andy, I, I, I think the fact that Watts and that Friedkin's lawyers will be attending this meeting, I think is a very clear sign that they have intentions, at least, whether or not it closes is a separate discussion, but they at least have the intention to try and find an agreement for Bolt. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know very much about this guy. I would say most of what we know happened because of the links with with, uh, Rudy Wuller, the Bayer Leverkusen ex-Roma player who's the the current director at, at Bayer Leverkusen. He was with him for a number of years, almost two decades. Um, so again, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know what this guy, the, the the operations and all the wheeling and dealing that he has done in his very brief spell at Hamburg. However, just on the face of it, what we know, the very little that you may know about him at this very moment, I have to assume this name for you, complete surprise, yeah? Yeah, it, it, it is a, a complete surprise. And um, and I expect this, these talks to go forward. Although he uh, today somebody retweeted uh, an interview that he gave, um, where he basically s- says that you know that he's focused on Hamburg and mm. and um, he for now he wants to you know he he sees no reason as to why he should move on from Hamburg. Um, those are the same things that people say in in these circumstances right i mean you're not gonna say yes i am definitely into what roma are all about before going into more exploratory 
talks. It's it's just the the standard. Um, but it is it is it is a name that sort of comes up and. I must say, you know, I see, I saw many reactions, mostly negative. Oh gosh. Because, okay. Why is because, that? Because I people here people here are very hard to satisfy. So it it's either either you go and say, okay, we're looking at Paratici. Yeah, but Paratici is disgusting. He's a he's a Juventino, you know, he's a dirty mafioso. Oh. He um he is a guy who can't sell a player to 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 save his life. Blah 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 blah. And Ragnik you know, world famous for creating a whole culture in in the settings that he found himself at. And um, but no, because he costs too much, he wants too much control. We don't want that. That's you know, and he's too much of a monchi. Okay. Then you have Ocampos. Campos is is too much of a monchi as well. He wants total control. He you know he lives far away. He has his own system. You know his own scouting network. All that stuff that Monchi was about. We don't want anything to do with any type of. We want a low profile name. Now the low profile name comes up, and I see disgust because this guy is 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 not you know it hasn't worked for Real Madrid, hasn't been the face of a club really. Um. Let me let me be honest. I I you know if this guy I don't know what he's about. Okay, I only know he's worked under Rudy Voller for a number of years. He's like thirty something years old, I believe thirty eight. Um, very tall. He, very, oh my goodness. Uh, yes, a, a prime example of uh, of what a German guy is all about. <laughs> uh, and um, and and. And now he's he's working at Hamburg, uh, which, uh, from what I know and what I've seen in the past years, is a dysfunctional club, yes. to say the least. Um, now, in fairness, he hasn't been there long but, enough. It's not as exactly, if he's the that's, one who that's, has that's my, contributed yes, that's to the That's where chaos. I was driving at. Exactly. Yeah, basically, the moment he left Rudy Voller, he found himself, you know, in this situation where Hamburg went into the second league of of, of uh, German football. Um, and yeah, I mean, we don't know much about that. I don't watch the second league in, in the Bund in, in the, in, in Germany. Um, I it's, so for me, it's, it's a whole big question mark, but at least I, I can see that there is a possibility. There is an opportunity for, for somebody like that to grow, for somebody like that to uh, personally develop. And from what I've seen, what the Fritkins want, it is sort of, you know, it's more about going into that direction, into setting up something that can work for years to come. It's, it's not, you know, uh, taking everything and taking all the ingredients and, and just mixing them together and uh, hoping that, something exciting happens within the next year or two. This is about setting up an operation. And with somebody like this, low profile, low expectations, but probably from these exploratory talks, maybe they can come to the conclusion that there is an upside to this, that this is a guy that sort of meets uh, our expectations, our needs, um, our financial situation. Hey, you know, uh, I have nothing against this, and I think that in a situation where really we can't really accept the top names because they remind us too much of somebody that came here in 2017. Oh. Um, 
uh, then what is wrong with a low profile name? You know, uh, it's 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 that. It's just the same way as right, taking on Radnik is not synonymous to taking on Monchi. The same way taking a profile like uh, Bolt is not the same as taking the likes taking on the likes of Prade. You know that that's what I'm saying. Is everybody? I think we are clearly going for different individuals like we clearly want different personalities notice that there isn't a fixed pattern you either roma are either talking with ragnik who is known for setting up everything for having a say in everything to also having a profile that maybe has the right ideas but only needs the you know the right ingredients the the right has has specific requirements that perhaps a club like roma under the friedkins could fulfill yeah, and the thing I found most interesting, honestly, is uh, I've had other people tell me this, and just just on the research that I've done on this guy, he does possess quite a bit of influence, power at Hamburg. Now, obviously, Roma, a step up first here, fighting for Champions League, much more stable uh, situation, we could say. I'm very surprised that uh, he would be willing to I guess, sort of give up that level of influence that he has earned. Now, I'm sure that it Well, not that I'm sure I can guarantee that is obviously part of the negotiations that are ongoing between the pair. But I agree with you that I think no matter who is chosen, there are obviously going to be complaints from from certain factions of, of Roma supporters. That's I mean, that's no surprise, of course. But I, I guess for me, the biggest question in all of this is, because we've talked about it before, I've written about it quite extensively, is that this isn't simply Friedkin looking for a sporting director and calling it quits, you know, saying, okay, now now we're good. Now we now now we continue forward. This is Friedkin, Andy, looking to recreate the internal structure at Roma. They're not just bringing in sporting director they want to bring a general director a sport or a general manager whatever you prefer to call him this is them again recreating the hierarchy and the internal structure at Roma so for me obviously him arriving is is interesting but I guess the thing I'm more so interested in is how does he fit with some of the other names or how does he fit potentially with the other roles right. that we know Roma are looking to bring in now. I do think once they get uh, once they get a sporting director in place, then they will look to get a general director who can mesh well and who has sort of sort of two roles: the sporting role, and he can also contribute from a business standpoint. And and this is something I think they also are looking for and find important: somebody who not only speaks Italian but also can speak English, because I think this person is going to be almost the face of the club's hierarchy. You won't be hearing a lot from the CEO, whether that's Fianga or somebody else. And I have many reasons to believe that it will no, it's not going to be Fianga for much longer, or at least for the, for the long term, I guess we should say. They want this general director to be the speaker. They want him to have a large role. So I wonder again, how does Bolt fit with a potential name who may have a bit more influence and power than him. I don't know. Again, 
it's difficult for us to just sit here and pretend that we know everything about this guy, his history, what he likes, what he doesn't like. But I do think that it is interesting from the standpoint of we both didn't think they would get a big name, right? It's, uh, yes, they did want Paratici. I was told mm-hmm. even that they wanted Paratici not as a sporting director. They want him. They wanted him as the general director. Now, everybody's saying just because he was confirmed, or a lot of people are saying, well, well, a move to Roma is 100% off now because he was confirmed by the club's board of directors. That that means very, very little in, in the grand scheme of things. Again, uh, Friedkin, they want their own CEO. Fiango was confirmed by the club's shareholders two or three weeks ago as the CEO of the club. It's not as if it's a large undertaking to 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 change things like this is it's honestly not that big of a deal so i do think they will continue to try for paratici but i do find it again very interesting that they are this is the kind of of profile that they're looking at a guy who clearly i've read a couple of pieces some of the talent that he's brought i read a piece about how he discovered vidal in 2007 you know okay great um how much water does that hold present day for me, not necessarily a lot, but nonetheless, um, it is interesting that this is the profile that that they're looking at. So uh, let's just say he does arrive. What do you think of this sort of hierarchy then that they're trying to create? Is this because you just mentioned you were hoping that they would say goodbye to more people, that they would let more people go in in go even further with the changes. We've seen Baldessoni go, but we all we also have a number of people who have remained. Now, again, I don't think Fienga is going to be here in the long term. I think he's going to stay here for a year. If that, I've talked about it at length, they want somebody with a much more extensive footballing and business background than what Fienga possesses. If you look at his history, he's just footballing-wise, not very strong at all. This guy came from Wind Communications, as far as the footballing world, he was selling f- mobile phones. Yes, he was. Again, not a very strong footballing background, which again is okay. It's not that big of a deal, but I'm just telling you what I know with certainty that Freakin is looking for. So you mentioned that you wanted more changes. Are are, are you referring to Fienga specifically, or, or I guess what what were you getting to when you said you hoped they would have changed more by now, but they haven't? Right, I, I, you know, definitely Fienga, mm, yeah. Okay. Because I guess, uh, I guess, what I'm getting at is, um, I want to be aware that there is, uh, that there is a clear structure. I, as a fan, you know, I can uh, accept, and I'm willing to accept. And I'm, I'm open to the Friedkins not being open towards me, but at least in this, when it comes to this, I want to know who the new faces are what happens behind the closed like who makes the decisions Mm. because we've been we've been subjected to sort of a a, a chaotic type of hierarchy in in recent years there it was a i mean we we would go from you know about hearing a news that oh it was baldissoni who selected this manager to oh it was fienga who you know called up this guy and oh, it was Baldini who you know got uh, made made out the contract for this sporting director, and it was you know up and down, up and down. It would just it, it, there wasn't any sort of clarity as to who really is responsible for what. And with the Friedkins, we know there are names from their own group that are willing to 
you know, become part of Roma um, and 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 sort of help Roma along in, in selecting the right people. But I want those right people to sort of have faces, have names that are recognizable that you go, oh, okay, that, that guy is responsible for that department. Um, you know, it, a clear example is what happened at Milan, uh, what, a year or two ago, and it was just... Mm. Yeah, we never knew. Okay, what's Boban's exactly. role and what's exactly. Maldini's role? What the hell is Gazidis doing? Who's who's pulling the strings here? Um, and I think they realized it that they could not go on like that. And I, I hope that Roma know that. Um, I hope that the Friedkins are aware that it, it, it a change has to happen internally, but that change needs to be clearly communicated. Um, because then, if it's not if it's not made completely clear then you can expect or all, all sorts of speculations and doubts and 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 all that that we really don't like and um i would not be interested in in searing and seeing and hearing all all that over again um so for me it's that it's it's getting somebody instead of fienga um getting faces that mean something faces that represent the club um that don't switch roles a clear hierarchy, something, a breath of fresh air that gives you, uh, 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 you know, improve, further improves the professionalism that that has to go along with a club like Roma right now. I, I couldn't agree more. That is what happened at Milan, I think, is uh, sort of like the, 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 the main evidence of what you should not do for a club undergoing massive changes. So I agree with you in the sense that there has to be everything clearly defined. And before we touch upon the, 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 the Benevento match here very quickly, you mentioned Boban. Keep an eye on that name. That's all I'm going to say. Keep an eye on it. Wow. I think it's possible. <laughs> um, and also, I mentioned this a number of months ago because I knew that they reached out to him, and I've, I've written about him a couple of times. Gandini. So uh, we've talked a number of times, Andy, about how many CEOs that Palotta had under him during his tenure. I think it was five in the nine years that he was uh, president of Roma. Right, yep. Five, five CEOs. I can tell you the one that I held in the highest esteem with, without question was Gandini. And I thought he was a huge loss when he departed the club. Now he's... He's in a different sport. He's actually he's actually running the Italian Basketball League at the moment. I could tell you again, they have talked with him a number of times throughout the last five to six months, even in March when it looked like they were going to close the deal. This is a guy they like. They like him a lot. And I think Freakin would be doing very well if you could somehow pry him away from the Italian Basketball League and bring him back because... Again, I held him in extremely high regard. His background internationally, um, within Italy too, very, very strong. Obviously, we know his background in the footballing world. I think they they could do much worse than bringing Gandini back. And I, I hope they give him serious consideration again. Or I guess I should say, I hope he gives Roma serious consideration again. Because I, I think he was a big, big loss when he departed the club, and I think from there, really everything just went downhill with Roma's hierarchy under Palotta. All right, very quickly, tomorrow, Benevento. It's the international break being over. 
Roma Calafiori positive. Yeah, Roma's schedule now is when the chaos really begins, right? And then for me, there's also two. It's almost like this this stuff with with COVID. It's sort of just hanging over our heads, Andy. And it's almost like there's these matches, but it almost feels like we're waiting for something to happen here. I don't know if you feel right. that way too, but that's the sense I get. Damocles sword. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's just. I don't know. I don't know if the season will make it. I don't know if there's going to be another stoppage. I, I can't answer that at this point. Nobody can. However, it's just a very chaotic moment, not even in the footballing world, just in the world in general. So I don't know what to expect from this Roma. Now, they won against Udinese, but they looked very, very poor. But again, I, I don't care about that. I only care about the three points. What are you expecting? Um Today's press conference, again, with Fonseca was way more particular than the others. He's talking about how he how he wanted to keep Florenzi. He's talking about... He gave a very extensive right. interview to, uh, to a Portuguese newspaper a couple of days ago. And I didn't put it on the website just because of how... But wasn't that... Wasn't that uh, uh, I, I thought that was an interview from, like, August that was released. Was it? Maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I... I I didn't think it. I, at least, I, at least Di Marzio reported it that See, way. See, I don't think it was, it was uh, because he talked about the transfer okay. market, and that's kind of where I'm going to now. He 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 addressed the transfer market in this interview, and he wasn't. It wasn't criticism. I think criticism is probably a bit too much hyperbole. But he was definitely. He did not like. I guess we could say. Or I guess we could say. Let me reword that. He wanted more from the transfer market. That's probably the most diplomatic way I could put it. And in this interview, he said something to the extent of, you know, I wanted Smalling sooner. There was more that we could do. I'm not happy that we were left after Cliver went out on loan. I was not happy that we couldn't get another attacker. Um, right. I think a lot of the negotiations dragged out too long. So he did levy some pretty, not heavy, but he did levy a bit of criticism on Roma's market, on the, on the transfer market. And again, today, he's asked about the transfer market. He says, I wanted to keep Florenzi. And it turns into this very weird thing where now, after his transfer, after his after his press conference, it seems like the only thing people are talking about is how or why Florenzi ended up leaving the club, which I, I thought we established this months ago. But okay, that is what it is. He's acting very strange lately, Andy. I, I have to be honest. I, I don't know if this is him feeling... Feeling as if he's under pressure because we heard the rumors, obviously, of of Allegri. We've heard perhaps Friedkin wants to bring in their own guy. I, it just seems that Fonseca has definitely taken a different approach and attitude in these last two months, I guess you would say. It, do you feel that way too, or is it just me? Because he he definitely seems different. He, he He's not talking... As the normal Fonseca, like we've been used to. Yeah, he's more. You know, he. It feels like he's more at freedom to, basically, talk about whatever he wants, and um, and it's not necessarily being, you know, showing unhappy signs of unhappiness and unease. It's it's more about, uh, probably being comfortable enough to to being you know to be open and um, you know, people want to to dig and dig about that Florenzi thing and it will it will come back and haunt you until the day he's sold and probably not even then 
um, probably even then you're going to hear, oh, but what could have we done with Florenzi? Look at him. Look at him play. I, I know you probably agree with this, but it, it seems like, you know, people have a problem with allowing nuance to enter into the, the conversation. Why can't it simply be he didn't do well here? He went to a different league. He's at one of the five biggest clubs in the world playing right. in a league do that you, let's be honest it's a step below the city ah okay do you want to do you want to do you want to hear my 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 answer to that is i i saw florenzi give a better performance in defending immobile in front of a microphone than in all of the roma games he's played in in the last I two years i knew you were going to i knew that would get brought up but that's okay <laughs> i i sorry i had to but the, the passion, the passion that he showed in defending uh, the Lazio forward is something I haven't seen him show on the pitch as Roma players in years. So, okay, well, everyone, that's Andy I'm, saying that this time, not me. So, <laughs> yes, please, all the all the responses go to me. But in all fairness, it's it's done. He did. He wasn't useful. If if, if he could have been useful, he could have stayed. Fonseca said, with the current system, with the, you know, the likes, I mean, we were looking at De Chilio. That's how traumatized we were. Um, Florenzi didn't want to. Florenzi wanted to be a protagonist, have a secured spot. Now, now uh, uh, his main competition in the form of Bernat at PSG is out for six months. So he's going to get plenty of playing time which he probably wouldn't have gotten here um, because, yes, he would be playing, you know, one or two games and and then, you know, sit at the bench for, for Europa League games and stuff like that. He doesn't want to do that. He probably doesn't get along with Fonseca very well, and that's okay. And now for, for, back to Fonseca, um, clearly a guy who uh, at the same time feels like he, you know, he can talk about this and there is not going to be, you know, much of a of a reaction from management because it, it seems like it's all you know it's all in the signs that that at the end of this year at the, at the end of this season uh, he's out you know I, I i don't want to draw these conclusions too fast but it, i mean it's it's pretty evident that this is where it's going um because of his attitude because of the rumors i i just don't see that you know, as a long-term option, which which is a shame, I think, at this point. But um, what do I expect from from the Benevento game? I expect a convincing performance. I expect to guys like Pedro Mkhitaryan to finally, you know, really score those score those goals. I expect Jacob definitely to score some goals. I don't want any excuses. I don't want to see Benevento have a comeback. I don't want to see Benevento uh, play like the underdog. I want them, you know, pummeled. I want them uh, the way I, we saw, you know, Roma play against uh, Spal, um, where it, it was like, a, you know, it was like a training game. Uh, that's it. I want to see that. Um, no excuses. It's a it's a shame that Smalling got hurt. So yeah. that that was fast. Unbelievable. That was, you, he signs the contract and gets hurt. That's a classic. That's uh, it, you can't find a more perfect scenario for a new signing. Um, and then you have Calafiori. This Calafiori thing worries me because he's played with 
with his with um, with his teammates. Um, he's trained with them, so you know I expect more names to come up. Unfortunately, in the coming days, it's it's unfortunate, but this is the reality of the football that um, the Serie A and 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 UEFA generally wanted to be played this season. This is the football everybody wanted, apparently. So. It's it's this or nothing. It's either you get two or three positives every week or or you don't play at all. It's never a dull moment, Andy. That's for sure. I think the only certainty in our lives in regards to anything even remotely Roma-related is uncertainty. So that is where we are going to leave it. We will be back after the weekend following the match against Benevento. So everyone continue to stay safe. Thank you so, so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Again, we greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So hopefully Roma, they get the three points against people in Zaghi's side. So have a good rest of your weekend. We will talk to you after Sunday's match against Benevento. So until then, ciao. Ciao. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.